Begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's own child, I gladly say it. I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, Gave my full redemption price. Do I need earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any that brought me salvation free, lasting to 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon this morning encompass all three readings from Luke, from 2 Timothy, and Genesis that we have just read. I do not believe in evolution as it pertains to the beginning of time, but I am certain that I have seen an evolution occur in my lifetime. And that is an evolution in the way communication takes place. When I was young, we had what we called a party line. We shared the same phone line with our neighbors. And there were times when my neighbor would interrupt my phone call that I was having, ask me to get off the phone uh, so that she could make an important call. And also, when our family asked them, 
to do the same. It has quickly evolved to touch tones, to bag phones for the car, if you remember them, to cell phones. To the point where I ask you each Sunday, as I did this morning, to please turn off your cell phones each week so communication with the outside world does not hinder God's communication with you during worship. Today, we have come, as we do each Sunday, to communicate with our triune God. We come to receive the precious gifts that he brings through word and sacrament. We enjoy the forgiveness he brings with his presence. And we listen to his word that he speaks to us each time that we gather in worship. And today in our readings, he speaks clearly to us about this communication he desires to have with us regularly. Communication with him needs no evolution. It needs no new format. For he has provided all that is ever necessary for direct communication with him, namely faith. In our Old Testament reading, we hear of Jacob just before he establishes his relationship with his brother Esau. Jacob is frightened. He has not seen Esau for many years, and he knows that Esau is coming with 400 men. He doesn't know if Esau is coming for revenge for what Jacob has done to him in the past, and so he prays. He communicates with God. Let's look at that prayer. Page 34 in your pew Bibles. Page 34. Genesis chapter 32, verses 9 through 12. Page 34, the very bottom of the left-hand column. Beginning with verse 9. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said... I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Notice in the prayer, Jacob states, God has told him, I will surely do you good. But Jacob continues in fear, despite these words. And so he creates his own plan, sending separately three servants ahead, each with the present of significant numbers of animals. Although God has delivered him through this situation, although God has answered prayer, Jacob takes the problem back. We, unfortunately, do likewise in our daily life. 
We try to tackle our challenges as if we were all on our own, as if there is no God, as if there are no promises for our deliverance from this world. We, like Jacob, doubt the promises of God. But God didn't leave Jacob alone. In fact, we see in our reading that God rather forcefully let Jacob know of his presence. He wrestled with Jacob and even allowed Jacob to suffer. Those of you that have had or have significant hip pain from arthritis know the extent of this suffering. And this was before hips could be replaced. So this suffering was permanent for Jacob. Jacob's suffering was permanent. But so was the blessing. So was the deliverance. For Jacob's meeting with Esau went well as promised. And Jacob continued in faith until he was delivered into eternity. My friends, you too have been promised deliverance. That is God's communication with you. Your promise is fulfilled through Christ, through his work on the cross. This promise of deliverance doesn't free us from day-to-day difficulties. It's important to remember that. Sometimes we as Christians live as if we think Christ's work on the cross takes care of eternal life, but as for this world, I'm on my own. Our epistle shows the fallacy of that thinking. Look at verses 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. God equips us for everything we do each day through his word. Scripture should be our daily guide for all of our actions. In scripture, we can find God's thoughts, God's commands, God's wishes for us as we deal with the problems and the challenges of each day. Now, it's important that we do not reduce God's word to, a, to, to become a how-to book, but it certainly is wrong as well to not use God's word to know right from wrong. It certainly is wrong to use other sources in this sinful world as our authority when they conflict with the word of God. And so it is important in our prayer life that we listen to what God says to us. And we can do that best through regular time in Scripture. Our Gospel this morning also points out an important aspect of prayer. Look at verse 1 in our Gospel text. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Always pray Do not lose heart. And then verse 7 in our text promises that God will 
give us justice. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says it another way. Cast all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. We are to pray. Pray often. Pray in every situation and pray with confidence. Pray knowing his strength is all-powerful. Pray knowing his wisdom is unlimited. Pray knowing his mercy is abundant. And most importantly, pray knowing his love for you is unmatched. Yes, we are to pray knowing this communication is two-sided. He hears your cries, your desires, your praises. He returns them with wisdom, with power, with love, and again, most importantly, with the assurance of deliverance. Today, in our hymn of the day, we remember the beginning of this deliverance and the continual means of deliverance. We have proclaimed in each of our verses, I am baptized into Christ. For God communicates deliverance in our baptism. And God opens our pathway of communication with him through that very baptism. Certainly, we will still see pain and suffering. For they, they are promised as well. But in our baptism, we are promised deliverance from all pain and suffering as well. Like Jacob, you and I know of God's love for us through Christ. For initially in our baptism, and as those waters continue to flow upon us, we know Christ. We know Christ, the one who died for us. And just like Jacob, we will wrestle with God at times through the difficulties, through the pain, through the suffering. And so we pray that like Jacob walking with a noticeable limp, you and I and all God's children know the blessings of God that come in the midst of daily suffering and trials. And that that then results in the certainty of deliverance by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Let us now pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in heaven, we come before you this day thankful for your Son. Thankful that he has completed the work of the cross, that our sins are forgiven, and that uh, we are sure and certain of eternal life. And to come with this grace and this mercy, we come before you now on behalf of the people in need. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Lauren, Marge, Reckon, Audrey, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Meredith, Marlo, David, Karen, Mary, Daniel, Ruth, Ken, Mike, Merlin, Brandon, Nancy, the Little Family, Marty, Don, Fred, Kyle, Sandy, Taffy, Don, Grace, Jean, Linda, Hunter, Kurt, Kurt, Ashley, Ellen, Connie, Ron, Dan, Jan, and all those in our hearts that are not mentioned here. We pray, dear Father, that you would bless them if it be your will with healing uh, from their illnesses and injuries, from their, uh, from their adversities and afflictions. And we also pray, dear Father, that they would know your grace and your mercy uh, that is given through your Son, Jesus Christ, and be confident of that even in the midst of their difficulties. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. Father, we lift up Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Alex, Nick, James, Cadence, and all those who serve in our armed forces. And we pray, dear Father, uh, that you bless them with the ability to do the work that is before them each and every day. Uh, we pray that their work is uh, done to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. And we pray even more, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit would be with them, that this work is done in faith, uh, in faith of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray, dear Father, uh, that you bless them uh, with the ability to govern in these uh, uh, very difficult days. And we ask that they look to you and to you only for wisdom in their government. We pray that their work may be of great benefit to us, your people. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up the youth of our congregation and also our Sunday school teachers, and we pray first for those who teach. We ask that you give them the ability this day uh, to accurately and uh, uh, gladly proclaim uh, your, your uh, glorious gospel that is given to us through your Son. And we pray for our youth that they hear it uh, uh, with great zeal uh, and uh, with great gladness uh, this day. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we lift up uh, the Eureka Food Pantry at this time. We thank you for the mission uh, of it, and we, thank, and we ask your blessings upon it uh, in the days ahead. We ask for those who work there that you give them the abilities that they need to carry out their duties. We also pray, dear Father, for those who receive the benefits of this mission, uh, that uh, you would bless them and uh, help them through this, and also that they would know of your grace and your mercy, your care, your protection uh, in the midst of, of, this, uh, uh, of this work at Eureka Food Pantry. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Guide me, O thou great Redeemer, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Feed me till I want no more. Open now the crystal fountain whence the healing stream doth flow. Let the fiery cloudy pillar lead me all my journey through. Strong deliverer, strong deliverer, be thou still my strength and shield. Be thou still my strength and shield. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fears subside. Death of death and hell's destruction, land me safe on Canaan's side. Songs of praises, songs of praises, I will 